Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host. Oh, doop, doop. I had to restart. All I could think about was you coming in and doing it. All right, restarting. Take two. Oh my gosh. Clap. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is Super Swimming Solomon. Ugh. What? That's good. You're Super right. I was disappointed in that. Super Swimming Solomon. That's pretty rough. Super swimmer Solomon. I actually can't even say what I think about it because I hate it so much. Why? What is, All right, what is and wrong? joining me today is Solomon Cooper, and we are going to be discussing Wakanda Forever. This has been on my Solomon. I'm how anticipated? How much? How high on your most anticipated movie list has this one been for you? Stop playing with your microphone. What are you doing? I'm not playing with my microphone. Um, sorry. I, I've been, I've been quite, I've been, how do I say I quite anticipated, I, I anticipated it? Or that say I'm not, su- I'm Ugh, not surprised I by it. I that sounded. I anticipated it. Yeah, I wasn't. Stop. I, what is wrong with your microphone? What's going wrong with then it? Why do you keep looking at it from all angles like I'll a weirdo? Sure I sound good. Do it's I sound, incredibly distracting. Do I sound good? Yeah, you sound fine. They already did all the checks for you. I know. I just feel like I don't sound good enough. You're fixing to sound terrible whenever oh. I karate chop <laughs> you in the throat. <laughs> don't say that. Um. I've been quite excited about this. How long we've known about it for like a year now, right? I mean, we've technically known about it since the first movie was over. Really, we knew about Wakanda. Forever. We knew there was going to be a sequel to Black Panther. I yes. know, but like we didn't know what it was going to be called or what it was going to be about. See, now my mic sounds good again. Hello, it sounded good before. It didn't sound great. If you don't stop talking about your mic, I swear to God, this is going to be a solo podcast and not one with just you. Uh, you said it was going to be s- it's solo no. podcast. No. Who wants to listen to you talking about your microphone and making random noises all the time? <laughs> anyway, whatever. This was like took five minutes for us to say that we were excited about this movie, and we we, we were doing a show. Um, shout out to the Brazos Theater. We were doing a Woo. show for the last uh, couple of weeks. So for the first time, I think, and I'm not, I'm, I'm really don't think I'm exaggerating. For the first time in like Marvel movie history, we didn't get to go see the movie on day dot. Yeah, on opening day. Like, I mean, we I pulled Solomon out of school if, if it was going to be an issue because we had other commitments. Um, mm-hmm. This one, there was just no way around it. We were we had to wait. So we just got to see this um, yesterday. Yes, we did see it yesterday. So, um, you know, obviously most people know that uh, Chadwick Boseman, who played 
uh, Black Panther passed away in real life. And that meant that the movie had to completely be rewritten and restructured, you know, mm -hmm. as to what it was about. And it became a movie that's really is about dealing with the absence of T'Challa or and and Black Panther, you know, yeah. but, but sep in separate ways. Um, and I think that that was a really clever uh, way to build the emotional stakes for this movie. Um, but let's uh, just say that I don't think the script is particularly elegant in the way that it handles that. Really? And I think that we will see how inelegant the script is whenever we throw this over to Solomon to give one of his patented plot synopses. You suck. You're a horrible person. Um, no, it's an elegant, easy-to-follow, smooth-running script. You should easily be able to summarize what the plot is about in just two or three sentences. Yeah, I can, actually. Right, it's let's super go. easy. Um, barely an inconvenience. So, King T'Challa is dead, which puts Wakanda in a weakness. And there is a underwater world like Atlantis trying to take over the world. I mean... And destro destroy the surface world. That's not really the plot of the movie, though. Sounds like the plot... We don't me. even find out that the underwater world is trying to destroy the rest of the world until two-thirds, three-fourths the way through the movie. No, I'm not a liar. Oh, we, no. do, we do not find out until he takes Shuri down into that cave, and then he talks to her and takes her to see the city, and after the very end... But we still know about the people, do, and they're doing bad stuff. I've seen them. We, we saw them doing some bad stuff. We have no idea what they're doing or what they want. I wouldn't say it's a part of it. Was, it, it becomes no, I very like, inelegantly I like a part of the plot of the movie. I feel like you're a liar. I feel like you're a liar. How am I a liar? I feel like we find that out way earlier in No, we the don't. Show. We don't find out at all. So you're just saying incorrect things. Okay, fine. I'm saying incorrect things. So this movie opens with a um, kind of classic setup. One that I found incredibly compel compelling, but for a what usually is like a monster movie, right? Some Navy SEALs are going to the bottom of the ocean to retrieve uh, what they think is going to be vibranium because someone built a vibranium detector. Mm -hmm. And they go to the very deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean, and then all of a sudden horrifying things start happening. You know, they start seeing creepy things. They start they're screaming and disappearing. Weird Music is playing. The crew of the ship above uh, on the surface are taking bananas, and basically off they're overboard. all yeah. They all they all just get killed by an unseen, unknown force. Um, well, I guess you do you end up seeing, seeing them. At, see them yeah. But um, this, to me though, is one of the only compellingly shot, interesting kind of takes on the genre that we see. I would say for the whole movie, with the exception of the opening, which is a, an, essentially an amazing funeral for T'Challa and a tribute to Chadwick Boseman at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that funeral uh, fades into the Marvel logo. So these two scenes both happen. I think those are the two best sequences in the entire movie. But sadly, those take place in the first 20 minutes of a movie that runs almost... Three mother freaking hours. Too long. Too long. No movie 
No, none. No movie should be that long, except with very, very, very few exceptions. I mean, both of the Avengers movies were almost that long. That is different. That is, uh, <laughs> that is a, that is a. You watched the Snyder Cut. That was like five hours long. Four hours. But I'm just saying the, those are finales. You don't just get long movies for no reason. Oh, in this case, we definitely got a long movie, which, I, and I would say for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how I would sum up the plot is just that through, I don't know if you want to call it a misunderstanding or if you want to be less generous, like I'm going to be and say some incredible mental gymnastics from the screenwriters, you end up with um, Namor who they've completely changed. And I don't really have a problem with them changing him. Most people don't know who Namor is if you're not a big comics guy. But Namor is 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 really is Marvel's Aquaman. You know, he's not the same. He doesn't have the same character, but he is the ruler of Atlantis. Not Atlantis. In the, the comics, comics, he is. In the comics, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking you're about right, this right. fake ass Namor. I'm talking about in the comics. Namor is a ruler of Atlantis. He has the Atlanteans. He's a pompous, puffed up, kind of spoiled emperor. You know, king, whatever. Mm-hmm. They've completely changed that to he's where now he all. he's not at all is that who he is anymore. No, now he's um he's like this he's a Mesoamerican like Aztecian ruler. These aren't people that always lived in the ocean. They're essentially cursed by drinking this um, vibranium plant liquid that makes it to where none of them can live on the surface. So their whole Living in the water is kind of an exile, you know what I mean, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the actor, what's his name, Tinoc Huerta, yeah, he's great as Namor, and I don't have a problem with them trying to mirror, um, mirror the. I'm gonna keep calling them Atlanteans because I can't remember what convoluted thing they made up for the. That's Talakan. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it any of that stuff. Like that's just all been made up for this movie. And it'll be easier for me to just call them Atlanteans. So, for reasons that n- are never are made very clear, except for, I mean, they kind of, it's kind of one of those movies where um, whenever the guy, the actor is saying it, it sounds logical enough. But if you think about it for one second, it makes no sense. So, essentially, because the surface people have found out that the Atlanteans have vibranium. They're deciding this is the right time to go burn the entire surface world up. They want to destroy the whole surface world. It wasn't that the Atlanteans have found vibranium. I think it's just that they that they found vibranium in the first place. No, at their kingdom, they specifically said. Oh yeah, but all, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is I'm the following. this is one of the dumbest dumber things in the movie. So Namor basically goes to the Wakandans and he's like, hey. Uh, we love you guys. You guys are so inspiring. Look, you didn't have to change your culture. You live in secrecy from the world. You play by your own rules. You keep your own vibranium. Amazing. We love you so much. So, hey, go help us uh, destroy the rest of the world. <laughs> and they're like, no. And they're like, okay, well, if you don't help us destroy the world, we're going to, instead of destroying the world, we're going to destroy you first, which makes no sense whatsoever. The Wakandans aren't trying to go to war with them. And if they just go to Wakanda, think about how much weaker they will be when they have to go to attack the rest of the whole world. But they'll have lots of vibranium and more technology. I don't know. Their their technology to me seemed like it consisted completely of magic water balloons. 
What other technology did you see that they had? Uh, yeah, that's why they they get more from Wakanda. <laughs> more water balloons? Uh, yes. That's not what, what Wakanda had. Wakanda has tons of technology. Exactly. That's, that's why I also never really... Namor has to go get some more they, technology. They made up a cheapy... They made up a cheap reason why Wakanda would even be in fearing them, which is that they're like immortal, kind of. Yeah. And that was just felt so cheap because nothing about what we saw about these versions of Atlanteans seemed like they could beat the Wakandans at all. I'm not kidding. The only thing that I can remember seeing of theirs that was technology was those water balloon bombs. Yeah. Which is also one of the only cool visual effects I thought in the movie. I think they are. They're good fighters, though. Like the chief. Did you see what the Wakandans have? They have spaceships. That's true. But the, they were still losing. And they weren't even like. That's what I'm the, saying. It felt, it, felt, it felt cheapy. It felt cheap. They just made them win. I mean, that one, that one blue guy outplayed the general. So, But she stabbed them all. They just weren't dying. They just made them too strong. They were all like Superman. Anyway, I'm ranting, and we're almost done with this segment. So, um, can we? Get, I want you. I want to get what your impressions are of Namor and his version of the Atlanteans. These like Aztecan, Aztecian Mayan. Atlanteans or Mayan. Yeah. Um, like, what was your take of that versus like you know Aquaman or something? I really like Namor personally. I think he's a. I think he's a really cool villain. I like his origin story. Like it seemed like he like I don't. I like. I liked his more like humble beginnings rather than his pompous rich spoiledness in the comics i feel like that made for like better character and i feel like it it just seems more like relatable for like the wakandans to feel like more have more sympathy for him okay you know sure and like he was like forced to go into exile i don't know why why did they drink that drink i don't remember like their people were dying or they're running out of food i can't remember oh yeah they're all dying of smallpox that the white people brought over Oh, so they were just trying to escape? Yeah. Or was it, was it like a potion? No. Oh, it was to, to cure smallpox, and then it just ended up... Well, they were all dying. Their people were all dying out. So the shaman saw a vision, and he went in the water and got that plant. Okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, I just feel like that was that was cool. And he's he's weird. Like, he's got cool feather wings on his feet. Was that cool, though? I thought that was cool. I mean... It's so bizarre. I like bizarre. So Namor is one of the oldest Marvel heroes. Did you know that? He's a hero? Yeah, yeah, he's not a bad guy. Now sometimes he's fought with like sometimes he's gotten tricked into uh by like Doctor Doom or somebody into fighting the Wakandans or fighting, you know, the Avengers. Okay. But yeah, no, typically he's not bad. Okay. So yeah, I feel like that's good because he's not he doesn't seem like a bad guy in this. He seems he seems like and I, I like that he was just trying to protect his people. I feel like he's I feel like he's a good ruler, you know? I feel like I feel I just liked him as a character. I mean, the show the movie obviously wanted you to like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I just felt like the I liked I would be clear, I liked Namor himself. But And I like his world. His world is cool too. All of his logic though didn't actually make any sense. That's not Namor the character's fault, right? He had to say what the screenwriters told him to say. Yes. But how did any of that logic make any sense? I already explained it to you. No, he also wanted to kill Riri for inventing the thing. Yeah. That seemed like a dumb idea, like as if some other scientist is not going to do it. Why also could they not just take her hostage? Also, why does he think they can't build another one? Because she built it, and they don't know how to make it. It just seems really dumb, and he's so insistent they have to kill her. Yeah, that was kind of silly, but 
And that gets us into another part of this very inelegant plot, which is they introduce Ree Ree Williams, who's going to be playing Ironheart in her own new Disney Plus show. Um, Ironheart is kind of a female version of Iron Man. And um, while the actress, like, whose name I cannot remember, was fantastic, who played her, really liked her, they basically use her the same way they used, um, was it America Chavez in Doctor Strange, right? She's just somebody who people keep kidnapping, and she's like an infinity stone. Because she invented this, she invented this thing that can detect vibranium. So the Wakandas are trying to protect her, and the Namorians, whatever you want to call them, the, the Atlanteans are trying to kill her, and they refuse to compromise. Like the Wakandas, are like we'll kidnap her and we'll take her to our own country and we'll never let her leave. And they're like, no death, she has to die. <laughs> it's the only way to protect my people is if she dies. Um. But yeah, unfortunately, she doesn't get really fleshed out that much because they're too busy just putting moving her around like a chess piece. She only moved around twice. All right. Well, we're at time, so let's take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we will finish up our take of Wakanda Forever. Let's go. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. I'm April. Hi, I'm Caroline. And we have a new podcast for you. What's it called, Caroline? Uh, Bloody Happy Hour. It's going to be your new favorite guilty pleasure. We're going to talk about some bloody stuff. Serial killers. True crime. Rape. Rapists. <laughs> Why not join us? We'll have a good time. You literally never know. I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> bloody Happy Hour. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, what are we doing here, Rusty? What are we gonna do? Yep, we're doing the King of the Hill rewatch podcast. King of the Hill rewatch podcast. Yeah, so we're going to go through one episode at a time. Uh, Come along for the ride with us. Come check it out. And and give me me a good, um, like, Dale Gribble quote to go out on. 
Wingo. Yeah, Wingo. 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 All right. Well, join us. Uh, join us for uh, the uh, King of the Hill rewatch podcast. Live in the heart of Texas. That drinks his brew and he spits his chew. Live in the heart of Texas. The TV players, but no one cares. Live in the heart of Texas. Here we go. 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The, the Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to the back to the Kids Days in the Podcast and our discussion of Wakanda forever. You mispronounced like every word of that. No, I didn't. Wakanda. <laughs> you said Wakanda. <laughs> you said welcome to the back. Of the, uh, uh. Anyway, okay. Um, Just being judgmental to be judgmental. Where were we? Where were we at? Talking about how she was a chess piece, and I said she wasn't yeah, a so, chess piece. So, um, the reason I say the script is very inelegant is because it has to come up with a way that doesn't really make any sense to get Wakanda to go to war with the Atlanteans. Um, they do that. They have an entire piece of it that's all about. Riri Williams, which just makes it feel like she's shoehorned into the movie to create a plot, but at least she's a central part of it, so it doesn't feel too terrible. Mm-hmm. The part that feels absolutely dreadful is the way that they shoehorn um, the CIA agent and then um, Julie Louis Dreyfus's character, La Fontaine, who was introduced in what, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah, so she's a big post credits tease in that. Then she's a big post-credit tease at the end of the Black Widow movie. And then this is her big debut in the movie. And she does nothing but snark around. Talk about their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently she was married to Bilbo Baggins. And that's crazy. The whole U.S. plot was worthless. They could have cut it all out of the movie completely. Like they kept acting like that they were getting framed. Like the Wakandans were getting framed. Yeah. And the that maybe the U.S. and the United Nations was going to go to war with them, right? Mm-hmm. So when the when the when the Atlanteans first attacked this oil, not oil tanker, this uh, secret outpost that has discovered the vibranium, um, they of course the UN assumes it was the Wakandans, but then they're just like, oh, well, I guess it wasn't. And they're like a little bit later, it's a big car wreck scene that also is caused by the Atlanteans, and they are like, oh, it's the the Wakandans, and they're like, oh yeah, no, it's not. They just don't ever do anything with it. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of escalating. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's never a moment where you see them about to like launch nuclear codes and someone runs in with the evidence 
It just goes nowhere. Can you think of a single reason that we needed any of that U.S. agent stuff in the movie? I mean, not really. But, like, it was still pretty neat. And we got to see Bilbo Baggins use those beads to talk to people. Oh, neat. That was real neat. This movie's almost three hours long. That should have been cut out. Obviously, I like the actor. And I like, you know, I don't have a... The scenes were inoffensive. They weren't bad scenes. There's just no reason for them to exist in the movie. I mean, yeah. Unless it's going to... Yeah, because then they, they they solve itself in the within the movie. Yes. So I feel like if there was like some kind of overarching plot that happens... Mm-mm. Later on, then it would be kind, somewhat important. Nope, there's not though. But there's not. So you're right. It's it's just useless. Yeah, and they solve their own crimes. You know, know what I mean? Said that. Like, oh, that's what you meant. Like yeah, they, the, they 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 solve their all their problems by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you meant. I was, are you talking about the CIA agents? Yes. Okay, that's what I was meant. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Wakandans. Oh no. Oh man. Um. So let's get into another big issue that I have with the movie. There's two. So I established this script. I think it's a bit shaggy. Two other big things. You know, like Scoob. What? Sorry. <laughs> Oof, that was that was rough. Sorry. Um, what did you think about the action in this movie? Well, I don't really want to talk about the action right now. Why? I just don't feel like that's uh, comfortable. So that's a, that's a soft spot for me. Okay. Well, I mean, nobody okay, knows what so, you're talking about. So. Okay. So it was really cool. Um. The. Uh, it was weird to me because, like we were talking about earlier, the Wakandans have guns. Mm-hmm. They don't have guns. And they were still getting beaten up a lot of times in the movie. You, you, you the Wakandans were still getting beat up a lot. By who? By the blue people. Just call them the Atlanteans. No, I'm going to call them the blue people because I don't want to disrespect... That's the what they that in the comics they are the Atlanteans. Called in this movie though. They're but what are we going to call them? Tavlockians. No one's going to know what that is. Wait, you're burning up precious time. I'm not. You're the one wasting time. Like I just feel like it, it didn't make sense that they were losing. They they've lived underwater. How much combat training do they have on the surface? Also, they can't breathe air. They they had to ma- they made up some dumb thing where they were like immortal. Remember because she stabs a bunch of them and then she goes home and she's like, oh yeah, they should have been dead, but they got right back up. And then whenever he's talking. When Namor is explaining to Shuri, he basically says that they're immortal, right? He's like a thousand billion years old. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's, was that because he was like the first one or whatever? They all were like that, though. I mean, maybe their kids aren't, but as far as we got to see, all the ones that we saw fighting Are, all seemed like they were immortal, which is just a cheapy, cheapy, cheapy thing. Yeah, it was, I just, I, yeah, I just found it a bit odd. I mean, it was all cool, I mean, I guess. Name me a standout action scene to you. Whenever uh, Wakanda got invaded, and then the whole, like, all the water was flowing through their whole city, and then they th- blew up the town square, or not the town square, like the, where the, the queen's chair with water balloons. That was cool. I mean, you know, there was a lot of fighting. In general, I would say, yeah, it was all cool-ish, but there was not anything that was that neat. There was no, there was no action scene that made the hairs on my arm stand up. Yeah, I agree. I fell asleep in one of them. So yeah, Solomon fell asleep in the action scenes. But that's just because the movie was so long. I was, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I was genuinely, 
I was genuinely invested in all the all the exposition and stuff. You know, all of that was really fun. I just got tired whenever the fighting happened. I wasn't having a bad time while I was watching the movie, but I also never was having a great time. You know what I mean? Like, it was all very pleasant to watch. I was not what I was expecting from a Black Panther movie, which was one of my favorite move Marvel movies ever. And very great, very great. This movie, stop yawning directly not to the microphone. Yawning. It's the middle of the day. Literally not yawning. I've watched you yawn like 40 seconds. And you went, oh, great, great, great. No, I said very great, very great. <laughs> no, you did not. You're I such a liar. This is on tape. People can watch yeah, you can lie. Watch They'll see me not yawning. I'll just be like this. <laughs> very great, you very great. Line your ass off. Um. Anyway, we... There was just there was, other than that, like I said, those opening two scenes. There was no there was no action scenes that were particularly compelling. The the chase scene, the car chase scene with the police with the police, yeah, felt like we already saw that exact same scene in Black Panther, the first movie. But that was with like bad guys. Doesn't matter. It was like the exact same. Felt like the exact same scene. But it wasn't there. This girl was flying, and they had to kill a drone. Yeah, but the flying thing. In trying to be a tribute to Iron Man, ended up just doing exactly what Iron Man did again. That's a cool homage. It's not homage. It's rip off. <laughs> but they're self, so it's anyway. Like I an said, homage. I just didn't feel like there was any stakes, and the, and without the action, like you can watch a, a movie that's uh, not very good and doesn't have great stakes, but if the action's really cool, like you see something you've never seen before, um, or something that's just really well done, if even if you haven't seen it before, I just didn't ever feel like the action ever. It, the movie it. to the, for me. The movie never really took off. You know, I kept waiting for it to click and gel with me. Like there was and it no, just like, wasn't happening. rising action to a climax. Yeah, just, just, yeah like or it never stuck at rising action. It just never, it just never worked. It never fully clicked into gear. It always felt like it was getting going constantly. Like, like you, you completely lied at the beginning and said that we knew that what Neymar wanted to do. All we knew at the beginning was that he wanted to kill that girl. And they and he basically said, either kill that girl or I'm gonna attack Wakanda. He kept just like making up ultimatums. But you knew he wasn't really they were gonna eventually be friends. Blah, 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 blah. So it just never felt like there was any stakes and anyway. I don't know. I don't I, I felt like I didn't really need the stakes. I just enjoyed I just enjoyed being in the world and just learning more about Yeah. The Marvel Universe. I feel like that's that's just kind of that's how that's probably why I liked it so much. I was just there for the for the it was like it's like one of those rides at Disney World where it's not like it's not like you you don't it's not like super scary or thriller. It's just like you are watching something cool. Yeah, like the Little Mermaid ride. Yeah, yeah. This is the Little Mermaid ride of Marvel movies. I agree with I totally agree with that. Totally agree with your assessment. Okay, maybe not the Little Mermaid ride. Nope, maybe. nope. You already said this is the Little Mermaid maybe, ride of Marvel. The, Marvel's that. Little Mermaid ride. <laughs> maybe the Mickey Mouse ride. All right, we have five minutes, and there's one other thing that I want to ask you about. I tried to get to it earlier, but you you instead talked about Namor, which is fine. I want to know specifically, considering you've seen Aquaman. Well, you asked and about Namor. No, I was trying to specifically ask you, though, about his kingdom. How did you feel that you – do you feel like you – how do you feel – and I know I'm not trying to say just do a direct comparison between it and Aquaman and the Atlanteans there, but how do you feel about whenever they were showing like their culture? Did you feel like you got to know any of the people? Do you feel like you understand like what the culture is? Do you think it was cool? Were you like blown away by it? Like what, like d did you find anything for you to really grab onto in the depictions of this version, this Mayan version of Atlantis? 
so I wish we could have gotten more uh, fake Atlantis, off-brand Atlantis stuff. Um, I think that would have been really fun. Like, you know, just flesh out that world a bit more because we only really got to, like, look at it and then leave immediately. But I feel like I don't need to know a whole lot. I, I can get an idea of what the culture is because it's just Mayan because they, like, they learned Mayan, like, language for this movie. Yeah, and they were still playing that Mayan version of basketball but underwater yeah so um which actually doesn't seem like it would work even a teeny tiny bit but okay um and i feel like that that was that there was that really gorgeous pyramid with this that was like reflecting the sun yeah but we couldn't really understand how it worked um they got a mirror that's not and it had the light shine that's not what it, it was <laughs> the sun doesn't penetrate that deep in the ocean that's why he built them a sun out of vibranium they didn't explain what it was yeah, I couldn't really tell, but it's cool. I really liked it. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't do a, they didn't do much. Honestly, those little water people, they didn't even do much with water. They didn't use fishes or whales or no, they used whales as but, buses. Yeah, as big buses or horses. Um, but they didn't use like big whales with water guns on them or big orcas to bite people. They just rode them. Around. Yeah, and then they flipped them up onto boats or onto bridges. Yeah. Yeah, so... That that's, all, that's about it. They didn't really do much. That's kind of my biggest thing. It's like, in trying to... In trying to kind of mirror Wakanda, which is kind of an image of what would... What could a potential African superpower have evolved into? I can see you yawning. Stop trying to not... Why are you yawning so much? Uh, every, time I, every, every time I say one, two sentences, <laughs> you start yawning. So with Wakanda, they're trying to show what could an African superpower have evolved into had all the colonizers and the slavers not pillaged, you know, and ravaged the country, right? Mm -hmm. And all the tribes could have united. So there's all these different tribes, right? There's the tribes in the, in the snowy area, and there's the desert tribes, mm, and there's the cool. beach tribes. Yeah. They try and do that with kind of Mayan culture, but the problem is, we get no sense that there was any evolution at all. Instead, they try to keep it so pure, so it just feels like underwater Mayans from, you know, the 1200s or whatever. Yeah, but they're, like, way so you, stronger. But that's it. That's why we That's why we get no sense of what that would be like for them to fight the Wakandans. It doesn't make any sense. Why is their culture exactly the same? Why, like, their culture could be the same, but, like, they, haven't, they don't seem like they've evolved anything. Like, when they're riding whales, they're just sitting on the whales. Like, that is the biggest thing. Like, I know a lot of people thought that Aquaman was too silly and too stupid or whatever, but give me a big giant ceremony with a giant octopus playing the bongos and sharks with laser guns on their head, you know what I mean? And giant killer sea monsters. Like, give me that over people that just swim around underwater every day of the week. Well, they had, like, those water under uh, above. That also wouldn't work in real life either. Those water balloon bombs? No, the water... Like things that they had on their mouth that were just water. Yeah, that's all they had to make them breathe. But, yeah, but that wouldn't work because you'd just be like. Well, we don't know how it's supposed to. I'm sure they have a dumb reason. That no, I'm just saying like if you exhaled, it would be CO2 and then there'd just be CO2 in your water. I'm sure that they have some other thing that purifies it. That doesn't matter. The fact that we were talking about that as their only piece of technology is my whole point. They were. I thought for the most part they were kind of lame. Like, like yeah, we, wa we watched Atlantis, all these different tribes. There's a tribe of people that have, like, shark heads, and there's a tribe of people that have this. And we have Star Wars, Mon Calamari. We have the... 
Stop, stop bringing up Mon Calamari. I'm trying to bring up the same thing. Sorry. So I'm just saying they just were like lame, like thousands and thousands of years underwater. And that is all you do is swim around doing the exact same stuff you did thousands and thousands of years ago. You haven't even built a harness for your shark. Or a saddle. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just thought I was very underwhelmed. And then, yeah, that cool pyramid thing. But we don't even get to go into it. Yeah. We don't get to see what it is. What is going on with you? (laughs) Thankfully, it's over. And I'm going to um, have to take Solomon. Put him into electroshock therapy. accident. It won't be therapy, though. It'll it'll just be an electroshock collar. More like Wakanda. We're out of time. So it's time to just give your score of the movie. So I'm going to give it. I personally want to give it like an 8. 7.5. Give it 7.5. I will give this movie a six, and that's me just being nice because I think that it, there was a lot of cool stuff there. But as far as my enjoyment goes, I probably would give it a five. It's just too long. I enjoyed it. Um, but um, seven point five. Yeah, I, I would say harnessless sharks. I would give it six um, feet wings. By the way, the feet wings are so silly that one of the critics that I saw that really liked it, they're like, Namor is amazing. He even has these really cool shoes that have wings on them. Like those are his feet, yeah. They're not shoes. I I'm really sad I didn't get to tell everyone my fun fact, but I learned a fun fact. And basically, the guy who plays Namor didn't know how to swim. Oh wow! He didn't know how to swim. So and the director just like was like just had him take swimming lessons for the role. Cause I don't know why him. because he's so obviously CGI'd almost every single time he jumps in the water. It looked it was one of the worst effects in the whole show. Anyway, that's it. That's our show. On that note, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we have no idea what we're going to be watching next week, but if I have my druthers, it's going to be the Fablemans. I don't know what that is. So what about that? What about that cooking movie? We're done. We're done. Bye-bye. We're already done. What about that cooking movie? Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.